there are plenty of stocks that move against the market and it's very much the same in crypto like and so this was the thing is is, is somebody asked me the question you know the crypto market is uh is getting hammered and i was like well you know there are there are a lot that are, are well off their 20 21 highs but i could run through a list of you know a half dozen at least that i, I i've seen in the last six months up like five six seven hundred percent a thousand percent and so it's like welcome to the exponential investor podcast want to be a better smarter more clued up investor well you've come to the right place we cover the breakthrough investment ideas you don't hear about in the mainstream to keep you on top of the mega trends and opportunities reshaping our world. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Exponential Investor. I am your host today, Shay Russell, and joining me is Sam Volkering, your other co-editor of Exponential Investor. Sam, how was your break last week, mate? Uh, it was fantastic. You, 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 you seem a lot more invigorated than me right now. I, my boys are still struggling to adjust. It was only a two-hour time difference um, from here to Greece, but um, my boys are struggling to readjust back to it. And, and there's been a few 4.30 and 5 o'clock in the morning wake-ups since we've been back. So um, I feel like I've been up for a for, for the whole day already. <laughs> so if, if you find me yawning at all during uh, during our conversation, um, don't take it personally. All right, I'll do our best. Look, I'll just let you know I'm a little over-caffeinated today. Uh, rather than having food, I decided to have coffee all throughout the day. So that's probably what's driving my enthusiasm. That, that's my strategy um, today as well. All right, Sam, we're going to kick things off today. Uh, just before we started today, we had a little bit of a pre-chat. like, what are we going to talk about? Uh, and both of us sort of looked at each other and went, oh, my God, what is going on in the markets right now? Yeah. So I'm going to throw over to you. So uh, I had, well, before I throw to you, actually, I'm going to preface this with a couple of things. It's right. pretty brutal in the US mm. stock market. So I had a look today since the March, so last week of March, it's down about 14%. It's not mm. too bad in the FTSE. That's down about 7 to 8% from the same time period. But what the heck is going on in crypto? And my follow-up question to this is, is it a buy-the-dip opportunity or is it, is it really, you know, cash out and run? You know, it's it's interesting. I um, I was writing some answers to some questions um, for South Bank Investment Daily uh, this this morning, and um, I was I was thinking about this idea of the markets. The markets, <laughs> the markets are down. The markets are crashing, and I, you know, I I don't really like the idea. I mean, we do talk about it you know, and we write about the markets and stuff. I don't really like the idea of talking about everything in such a general broad brush because, yeah, like you say, like the market's down or like the NASDAQ's down like 14% or something or whatever, the FTSE's down 7 whatever. I, it, I'm somewhat not bothered by any of that. What's interesting or what I, I like to look at is the pockets of the market which are moving you know, at different different levels. So obviously tech in the US, hammered. Um, anything that is either pre-revenue or loss-making, you know, growth stocks, hammered. Um, and even, even some of the, you know, the big, you know, profit-making, dividend-paying stocks, hammered, but not so much, not as, not as hammered. And so, you know, you, you kind of look at the markets and think, oh no, it's, it's, it's all an absolute 
I won't swear too much actually on this show. I'll, I'll think of a better term for what I was going to say. It's um, it's a, it's a, I can't think of another term. It was just not. It's not good. Okay, let's run with that. And it's it's not good. But um, there are plenty of there are plenty of stocks that move against the market, and it's very much the same in crypto. Like, and so this was the thing: is is, is somebody asked me the question? You know, the crypto market is uh, is getting hammered. I was like, well. You know, there are, there are a lot that are, are well off their 2021 highs. But I could run through a list of, you know, a half dozen at least that I, I, I've seen in the last six months up like five, six, seven hundred percent, a thousand percent. And so it's like, you don't really get that kind of discrepancy in the stock market. You do get some stocks moving against the trend. And and periods like this, I, I love, I love, and you, you've known me long enough that I love periods like this because if you have got the confidence and conviction to be a stock picker or a crypto picker, whatever, you know, an investment picker, and you go into the granular, granular detail of the market um, and you can find stocks that are, or, or crypto that are doing something, you know, moving forward, progressing, innovating, developing, doing deals, you know, getting getting stuff done. Um, all I see is just a whole bunch of great opportunities trading at discounts because the market has proverbially um, packed its stacks, I suppose is the is the PC phrase to use. So I love it. Uh, it yeah, for me, it's it's by the dip, by the dip. Stocks, crypto. Um, I I've 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 put m- money into the market over the last couple of weeks for that reason. Be it. In crypto, be it in the stock market, there are just a whole bunch of opportunities that I think if you're a long-term investor, and by long-term, I'm really only talking at least sort of, you know, three to five years. I mean, my my strategy is different for everyone's and might be a bit longer. But, you know, if you're looking at those sorts of timeframes and beyond, ah, I love, I kind of love this right now. I think that's an excellent point. It's by the dip, but it's not just by the dip blindly. Like you're not throwing yeah. darts on a board and hoping you hit yeah. something, or at least that's how I play darts. Maybe there's another strategy to it. My dart but throws this- <laughs> <laughs> But it's about looking for companies and cryptos that are doing great things in the space and that have the opportunity yeah. to ride out bad times. Yeah, yeah, ab- Absolutely. And you know it as well. I mean, we we both keep an eye on all the markets, all the markets, all the markets. All the markets. <laughs> um, and the the ASX is so. I, I've always loved the Australian stock market too, right? Because it's the kind of market where you've got these giants of industry, and there are some. You know, BHP. You know, had a dual listing, and um, it's it's you know Rio. You know, some of the big miners have, have got strong bases here in um, in the UK. Um, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of sort of cross cross border kind of um uh opportunities there but anyway but it's also jam packed with all these tiny little um you know explosive potential kind of um tech companies as well that um you know they and again so in the US the you know in the last couple of years the whole thing around spac investing has been a, a big thing where you know these big cash kind of holding companies that are listed go and find a target and they do a reverse merger and they go and list on the stock that kind of thing's been happening on the australian stock exchange forever so as long as i can remember you know these, these tiny little shell companies with a bunch of cash do a reverse merger with like a tech company all of a sudden you've got this new tech stock i mean some of the best 
stocks on the ASX over the last decade have come from reverse mergers. Um, we like and to so call you them get backdoor you know, listings. Yeah, backdoor listings. I mean, what do you want to call it? I mean, you know, called the market. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that that that's why I think I think in periods like this, right, people get too caught up in all the negativity because, like, and I, I'm you can you can explain what it's like um, down under, but you know here it's inflation's screwing the economy. Um, you know the cost. It's a cost of living crisis. Um, ah, yes, that you one. know the your energy is is soaring, and it's all true, right? And you know the the war in in Ukraine, and it's it's just, everything's just heavy. It's just, it feels like the world is heavy right now. The markets are heavy, um, but when you when you pick through the granular detail of what's actually happening in a lot of places, it's, it's not as bad, and you've kind of got to buck that negativity trend to really, you know, see that this is, I think these are the periods where people really make bank, right? If, if you've got the, if you've got the conviction and you've got what I call the, you know, the intestinal fortitude to you know, enjoy this kind of volatility, um, I think this is where you really set yourself up. And that's in the stock market. And that's definitely in the crypto market where, you know, Brian Dintz, who you know very well, you've worked with both. We've both worked with in Australia. He he retweeted something I saw the other day. It's the Bitcoin um, fear and greed index, and it's this index where it goes from like extreme fear to extreme greed. I'm sure there's one for the stock market as well, and it had two images, two images of the fear and greed index, and both of them were when Bitcoin was at thirty eight thousand dollars. One was thirty eight thousand dollars in twenty twenty one. And one was thirty eight thousand dollars in twenty twenty two, and the interesting thing is, is the exact same value of Bitcoin, but in twenty twenty one the the fear and greed index was extreme greed, and in twenty twenty two it was extreme fear. So same price, and two completely different investor sentiments. And I think that's where people just get caught up is in the psychology of investing getting stuck with the getting stuck with the crowds you know this idea of, of following the crowds you've just got to drop all that because that only gets you into that that, that sits you at the peak of the bell curve and you don't want to be at the peak of the bell curve you want to be an outlier you want to be sitting on the fringes um that's where the really big i think opportunities come from Look, I completely agree with that, um, especially when you're talking about the psychology of it all and the markets. Um, and that was sort of really drilled home, the markets. I hope, <laughs> I hope people are watching this with video to see that we're making fools of ourselves publicly as well. Um, uh, so I was at a, an Australian mining conference last week and it was basically chock-a-block full of uh, explorers, you know, essentially all looking for a buck and all looking for hmm. money to invest in them. Um, and one of my big takeaways from that is there was a lot of money in that room looking for a home. And by yeah. money, I mean big money. I'm talking about private equity and brokers mm. uh, and hedge funds that are looking to invest many millions of dollars in these tiny explorers that can't rub two cents together to get them to the next phase. And this is, um, I think my key takeaway from today is it's not so much about buy the dip, but it's, uh, it just took me a minute to find my point. It's about thinking like big money. So mm. they're not looking at the markets in the short term. They're looking mm. at the structural, um, you know, the structural problems in the underlying commodities market. And that is essentially that we don't have enough of what we need going forward. And they're all cash rich and they're cash, cash rich 
rich because they cashed out along the way as the markets rose. And now they're not pulling out of the market. They are looking for the next project to put that money into. So there were some fantastic copper companies, none of which I can name here. I just need to be very clear about that. But there were some fantastic copper companies, gold companies and tin companies mm. that are all going to end up with substantial investments in the next couple of months. Uh, and it goes to show that companies that have got great deposits uh, and companies that have got great management team are going to attract that big money. But we can extrapolate from there and apply that to great tech stocks, uh, great crypto projects. You know, my knowledge is pretty limited on that. But those same principles apply. Great projects are still going to get off the ground because big money is going to want to invest in them. And that's really what the takeaway needs to be for the average retail investor. It's not the markets. It is... You know, as you pointed out, think long term. Think about what's three to five years ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's interesting is that in the first quarter of 2022, there's been more venture capital flow into crypto than any other period ever before. So I think that the numbers were like, I think, $28 billion or something of VC money um, entered the space in 2021. And that was when we were hitting all-time highs across the board in sort of early sort of early ish 2021 and later around november 2021 the first quarter of 2022 when prices have been heading south has seen more capital investment from big money than ever before the investors don't get told that when they're they're you know they're covering the price of bitcoin on the news or whatever because <laughs> they don't know that they don't know that stuff because why would they because they're they're stupid and they're superficial. Their depth of knowledge of this is all puddle deep. Um, so when you look at where the real money is actually moving, it's moving into the opportunities of tomorrow still because you're exactly yep. right. The, the money that was made over the last decade, 20 years, is still there. You know, you, if you even look at the stock market, um, you know, there are while there are, you know, some big companies like, you know, trading at, values they haven't seen for five or six years um there's still a lot that are only sort of trading at values maybe from late 2020 so you know there's still <laughs> a lot of that money still exists a lot of those that, that those gains that have come is still there and even you know clipping out some now to reallocate you know i think we're seeing a, a significant reallocation of capital in the markets like you say it's just it's it's money looking for the next opportunity for the next wave for the next cycle and you know, you will get bombarded and I get bombarded with it every day that this is, you know, the next, this is 1920s all over again and it's going to eradicate, you know, 20 years of of prosperity and gains and the market's going to crash lower than it was in, you know, March 2009. It's like, no, I don't see any of that happening. It's just, it's it's a different world. Okay, there are issues, there are, there are systemic issues with, you know, sovereign debt and you know money printing and and, and inflation and, and all those sorts of things which we we foresaw we've been telling our readers about this for a very long time since 2020 as soon as they as soon as they started all this stimulus out the back of the covid stuff in uh 2020 we said inflation is going to come because it can't not come when you pump the economy full of that money so there's issues with that but um Having said that, if you know the, that that also can be somewhat beneficial if you're an asset owner, but again, sort of bigger conversation. The point is, is that I think there are more opportunities out there now than we've probably ever seen. That when you find 
heat comes out the market like this, it's a bit of a shakeout in crypto, for instance. Um, people are like, oh, well, this is it. This is the bear market. This is the crypto winter. It's going to last for the, you know, two or three years. The crypto uh, maybe. winter. Maybe. If it does, that's okay because every crypto winter we've seen previously has led to better things and higher highs and better development. It, it shook out the garbage. Um, and if that's the case again, then I'm, you know, that's okay with a the, with the longer term mindset, which I've always had in this market. And realistically, we, we have, we've not even reached my first sort of 10 year period of, of, of really writing to people about, about this. So, you know, I think it's just one of those things we've got to um, enjoy and see the opportunity for. You actually make an excellent point there, Sam, and I just want to slip back to something that's probably a little bit more in your wheelhouse than mine, and that's the tech boom of the 2000s, or it really started in the late 90s. Now, you're talking about really high valuations there that we, uh, some companies are seeing at the moment, but we saw something very similar happen in the late 90s, and eventually when the tech bust happened, it essentially washed out all the dud companies. Now, that might not necessarily yeah. be what's happening now, but what it did leave, what those dud companies did um, allow the markets was they showed us what a good tech company is versus what a bad tech company is. And that's why, you know, mark, well, not market crashes because I'm still of the view that it's of a correction, cor yeah. uh, like now, are quite powerful because it shows companies that have the metal to stand, uh, to, to withstand these type of corrections. Yeah, you, you know, it's exactly, I think that's sort of exactly what happens in the crypto market as well, is that, and again, I, I'm reluctant to call it a crash, um, albeit that's what, that's what's trending on Twitter. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it as, as necessarily a bad thing. I think if you, if you find the right opportunities, and look, there's, there's a handful at the moment. There's, there's, there's some in particular, I think, that, have have that kind of again I, I don't want to liken it too much to what happened in the late 90s and, and, and early 2000s because it's not it's not of that severity um, and I don't see that what's happening now in especially in crypto right as being um, the same as what we kind of had in 2018 and 2019 uh, nonetheless it does it does shake out a bit of the a bit of the garbage and and it really i think it's going to unlock a lot of that really big potential in the market because like we said that you know the the big money is moving and it's moving a lot now when you wouldn't expect it to so that's saying that it's the same to me that these big bigger institutions and these well funded you know funds and and office family offices whatever it is that's, that's put the, you know shifting this money vcs all that sort of thing is it's moving now to position itself for that, for that leg up. And that's the kind of thing we've been writing and talking about now for some time. It's, just, it's, not, about, it's not about BlackRock, you know, deciding that they're going to let investors invest into 401ks or whatever, or Fidelity, sorry. Um, it's, it's not about those institutions that really triggers that really big next run of, of capital creation and wealth creation. It's the money that you don't, it's the, it's the funds and the VCs that you don't hear of, that you don't know about that are more nimble and can mobilize hundreds of millions of dollars into opportunities um, very quickly. And they're making their moves now. And that 
for me is is very telling when you look at it, particularly in crypto markets of some of the things that are coming you know there's a big upgrade coming to ethereum um, there's a lot of activity happening with bitcoin and then outside of that there's so much else happening around the decentralization of everything from data and, and privacy to information social networks um, gaming finance you know there's there's just so many different facets to it that the money is starting to move into these for that next hockey stick inflection point and i think we're yet to see it properly properly really um get its mojo and and, and i think now positioning in the in the right ones in the right way um i think that's now is the time to to make those moves Awesome. Sam, we have talked on far too long, but that's actually a great place to leave today's chat. So we will close out today's chat and I look forward to you joining me next week. And to quote you, thanks for watching and bye for now.